like once, feel like Nelly. Got her forehead on my belly. Move on pigeons at my Chevy. Drop the pet, this shit too heavy. Nigga tried to crawl like Stephen. Mmm, I'ma run a 30. Bad bitch in my session twerking. Flood the block, my youngest work. Work, work, work. What, what you doing? I've been working. Work, working. What she doing? She been working. Work, working. Flood the block, this shit been working. Work, working, working. Workin'. I ain't here tryna get signed Still in the pity, nigga, everything mine Pushing a hundred, they gave me a fine Go ahead and swipe it, that card on the climb uh, uh. Count up a rap, put a band in the middle Wrist of the light, shit look like Skittles Baby got bad, new jean, can't fit them Nigga keep talking, I'ma go ahead and get them Twit came in and I never did tell Plug outside, we was talking about bills Ain't no residue on my scale Been a little minute since I had to make a sale Fresh, fresh, ain't no stains on my shirt Let me see you pop it like a perk Living off his girl, know we hurt Nigga, take your broke at the work I white ones, feel like Nelly, got out Forehead on my belly, move hey. pigeons at my shit. What shift. it do, what it do, what it does, what the business be like. It's the BTSE 365 podcast that was working by Young B, Mr. 901, West Tennessee's on, man. Hey, that's a that's a little hit right there. I tell them all, I've been telling them that, like, hey, bro. That's a good record. You know what I'm saying? That's a good record. Shout out to Young B. You can catch his interview. My latest, my latest pod, my previous pod. You can catch his interview um, on the show, on the network, on the whatever you want to call it. You can check it out. But, uh, man, whew, it's a lot to cover on this show today. Um, I've purposely been absent. Because I've been wanting time to keep going and, you know, the NBA free agency and TV shows and all types of stuff all wrapped up into one, documentaries. It's a lot. I'm working on a documentary myself. Um, I won't get into too many details of it because everything is still being planned and contacts are still being made with the right people and all that, you know. But I'm working. <laughs> Let's just say that I'm working. I wanted to just get straight into it, you know. First of all, I hope all is well with everybody listening right now, wherever you may be tuned in, um, whether it be at work, in your car, on your way to work, um, on your way to a family function, just living life, whatever you're doing. When you're listening to this, I appreciate you. Um, I really, really do. NFL Hall of Fame induction ceremony was this weekend. I'll get into uh, Edgerin James's speech, part of it anyway. I'll play a two, two and a half minute clip. Very telling, you know what I'm saying? It's good to see Edge. Of course, he a hurricane, so I'm, I'm definitely excited about him finally getting in the hall. But you know, to speak how he spoke, where he spoke, you know, it, it just speaks volumes. You know what I'm saying? It, it takes people in positions of power or not even power, just having a big platform to kind of, and then to, to break things down and put certain things into perspective because not everybody understands racism. Even the racists, even the blind racists, right? They don't understand it. They may, they may not. They don't know what it looked like, but they kind of do. It's that deep dog, 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 dog thing that they don't want to talk about. Don't know how to talk about it without offending their families or 
offending their associates or what they call friends. Because who knows how to talk about something so vile and 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 deeply rooted and seeded in this country, you know what I'm saying? In the soil, in the DNA. It's it's deep. It's deep. Um as a matter of fact, let me just start with that. Let me let me just start with that. Hold on. Here go a clip from Edrin James's Hall of Fame speech. I want y'all to listen to the words that the brother's saying. What happens to my team if I don't do my job and protect him? Now think about what happens to our culture and to our families when we don't get the protection we're supposed to. It tears us down. It kills our confidence. It divides us. Do your job. That's what I did. I put my body on the line and I protected my quarterback. We have a lot of things going on in this country. It's only right that we keep the light shining on these issues. Just do your job. If everybody did their job, the world would be a better place. For some reason, I always had to deal with perception. Perception, though, isn't always reality. It definitely wasn't my reality. People looked at my gold teeth and dreads and were shocked and surprised I had never been under arrest or spent time in jail. So many people told me that you can't have dreads and gold teeth and be accepted in the NFL, but I never listened. I always knew who I was, a great football player, a great father, a proud black man, a lion, and this was my main. which many of those dollars would later discover once they got to know the real me. Times have changed. Look around the league. Look at some of the young stars. As a matter of fact, look at my pro football Hall of, Hall of Fame bus, rocking the same dreads they said I shouldn't. My closing message, proudly represent the real you. Follow your dreams, aim high and create the life you want to live. And to all those who have been judged prematurely because of their appearance, the way they speak, where they come from, and in the minds of many should be locked up in prison, I represent us. I'm forever immortalized, locked up in the Candy Correctional Institution. Inmate number 336 in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You dig. You dig. Inmate number 336 in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Shout out to Edrian James, bro. The message was 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 great. I, I heard it. It was it was it was loud and proud. Um man, it, I mean, he's he just keeping it 1,000. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, I I didn't play. Let me let me just say this. I didn't play football. Um, in any level, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At any level, that, that shit just wasn't for me. I'm gonna just keep it one thousand. I love the game, love the sport. Did a couple of little summer camps, but uh, nah. But I understand the game. Understand the game. Like he said, you got to do your job. 
you know, what if he didn't block for Peyton because Peyton was a white boy he didn't like? You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't have made it to the Hall of Fame, A, and he probably wouldn't have made it in the league that long. But because of that, you know, he 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 was able to have a long, you know, long career, Hall of Fame career. And others, you know, other people, they got to do their jobs, man. And you can't just not do your job because the person on the other side of the field was his brother. See, there was another part of the speech where he said he played against his brothers. Now, what would I look like if I had to, if he let his brothers get a sack because it's his brothers? It's his brothers, but they play for the other side. It was a lot into it, man. I didn't want to play the whole speech, of course, but I hope y'all got the gist of what he was saying. And, uh, yeah, shouts out to Edrian James, another member, you know, of the University of Miami who's now a member of the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, that message in itself leads me to a documentary. I wasn't even going to start with this, actually. But I just watched this documentary today um, on Kendrick Johnson. Kendrick Johnson. Um, some of you may recall the story when it first came out. It's uh, over eight years old now. This young man was 17 years old in Georgia, Valdosta, Georgia, Valdosta. I think I pronounced it right. If I didn't, my bad. Went to Lowndes High School, dreadlocks, athlete, football and basketball, who was found dead, rolled up in a floor mat. Um, oversized floor mat. Shoes were tucked away in there with them. Organs were missing. Face bloodied and bruised and beaten. Um, and they actually ruled that a suicide or accidental death initially. It's a documentary. It's on Amazon Prime. If you got Prime, you can rent it for $5. Uh, and this kid's parents are still fighting to this day, and I and I, I commend them so much. Um, you don't hear the name that often um, as much as you hear other names. Could be because it, it happened a year after Trayvon Martin, a year before Ferguson, you know, there weren't any there weren't any um protests of the Ferguson magnitude that happened in this case. Um Crump did, Benjamin Crump did end up coming down there, but I don't think he had that big of a role in much. And this kid, man, long story short, there's a lot of evidence that was missing. You know, the two main suspects, alleged suspects, persons of interest, were at the time two teenage brothers who were the sons of a federal agent who had a history of fighting with Kendrick Johnson and coming up on the short end of the stick, let one of Kendrick's friends tell it, um, whose dad invited the Kendrick to come back to well, come to his home and fight his son. You know, according to Kendrick's father. K 
Kendrick told him, I, you know, him and the boy got into a fight. His daddy said, I don't think it was fair. You should come to the house and y'all should do it again. <laughs> what kind of grown ass man tell a child that? You know what I'm saying? And uh, supposedly the father was messing with the investigation and, you know, there was a big raid of his home for evidence, trying to find evidence of the of anything linking his kids to the, the murder. And long story short, they came back, the DOJ, Department of Justice, came back and told the family, okay, so it wasn't an accident. Your son was murdered. There's evidence of a murder, but it's not enough evidence to prove who did it. <laughs> the The state attorney who was digging into this, he ended up resigning. Um, seven judges recused themselves from the case. All because of personal, inf- like, like you got to understand this shit is deep. Like I stated earlier, it's deep. It's deeply rooted, y'all. It's deeply rooted. It ain't. It ain't like this stuff is like accidental or anything like that. Like this type of stuff don't happen on accident. Oh no. Oh no. All of this stuff happens on purpose. And you can't, a lot of this stuff can't go unpunished. It it, it shouldn't go unknown, you know, because this, this boy, let me paint a picture. If you seen Emmett Till's, photo after he was murdered, then this is a similar photo. And then you got to think the boy, the boy parents had to do an autopsy, two autopsies after the initial autopsy. And they opened up his body and his stuff with tissue paper. Huh? Like it's, it's a lot. And I know y'all don't come to me for this type of content. And after this subject, I promise you I'm going straight to sports, but it's, it's, it's something that, it touched me, man, because as somebody who, who who aspires to have a family one day and you think about all the bullshit that, that's out here in the world, these are the types of things that could possibly happen. And this was a federal case. Now, it just get, see, they closed it. They it was ta- it was video evidence that was tampered with. Missing like hours of footage from this high school gym. And one of the boys who was involved, I say his name, I can say his name. It's in the documentary, Brian Bell. He played at the University of Akron. He even had a trial with the uh, Cleveland Browns in 2019 at linebacker. His dad, Rick Bell, I believe is his name, was an FBI or Georgia uh, federal agent who they didn't fire. They didn't press any charges for obstructing of just, obstruction of justice. But they they made him resign. But he was never charged with anything. But this kid, man, lied. Said he had never seen the boy that day at school. But really, the FBI original video evidence that they that they got shows him walking in the hallway near him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just go to show you that when your last name is whatever it is, and if it's connected to somebody that means anything to anybody else and that, that wear these suits and ties, 
that anything is possible to clear your name, especially when you were a, a white boy in, in, in the deep south of Georgia. But uh, that's all I got. I'm going to take a little break, you know what I'm saying? And I'll be right, right back. It's the BTSE 365 Podcast. Count me in. Count me in. On HBO Max, couldn't play me even back when we was playing tag. White snow covered the roof of the Navy Jag. That's crucial. Loose screws in my mind because I didn't have the tools to unlock my power, then influence you. To lock me down, it'll take two of you. Must be delusional, dog. I'm living beautiful. Three, two, one, let's go. Count me in. Most non sucker shit you could ever experience. Count me in. Sound of a 4 5 bus, and that's how I'm killing shit. Count me in. Sit back and let them expose who they really is. Count me in. We live in that life. No two lights are alike. We live in that life. No two lights are alike. Yo, 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 what it do, what it do, what the business is Real quick, I want to say I want to give a shout out to Upkeep Cleaning Service in Memphis, Tennessee um, Great cleaning service out there, man If you need COVID sanitizing, carpet cleaning, anything of that nature um, Make sure you give them a call, 901-834-4071 Good people, um, really good people Solid business, you know, professional, timely. Did I mention they were professional? <laughs> but, now nah, they do a great job, man. They do a great job. And, yeah, if you're in Memphis, Tennessee, anywhere in Tennessee, really, no job too big or too small, um, just give them a shout-out. Let them know Big sent you. You know, let them know you heard it on the BTSE 365 podcast. Shout-out to D-Man's Photography. Out in Memphis, Tennessee. Shout out to Raw Wolf Clothing. Out in Memphis, Tennessee. I know these brothers. You know, they good people. They do good things, do great things. So shout out to those, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, whether they've been doing it 11 years, 12 years, 10 years, one year, one month, one day. Shout out to them. Keep doing your thing. Keep striving. Sports. Whew. Where do I begin? NBA free agency. Man, it seemed like just the other day we were talking about Giannis and, and how he dominated and whoop the woo and now we here with with the goddamn Lakers cutting up, getting all these vets in here with LeBron. Uh, the, the Heat getting Kyle Lowry. Just Pat Riley just cutting checks after check after check. What, Kyle Lowry got $85 million. Jimmy Butler re-up for 184. Duncan Robinson got 90. Sheesh. You know? Which I think Kyle Lowry is a great addition. You know, Dragic is good, but he ain't no all-star. You pair them with Bam, you still got Precious Achua coming off the bench. 
Um, that, that's a, that's going to be a good team in the East. 76ers still got Ben Simmons on their roster. Don't know how that's going to go, you know. I'm still trying to figure that part out. Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls, man. They they are about to be a playoff team for the first time since Derrick Rose um, MVP season. And I'm here for it. I, I, I like it. You know, the big market teams. They say when the big market teams are doing good, it's good for the league. Well, you know, that might be right. And it's time for Chicago to be out the cellar. You know, Zach Levine needed some help. They went and got him Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan. I like both of those signings. Now there's some tampering issues they talking about with Chicago. You know, they might have to cut a $10 million check if they found to have done anything wrong. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, let me see. What else? Now the Lakers. They bring Dwight Howard back. They traded for Russell Westbrook. They they still got AD and LeBron. But the sleeper signings, they got Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn. Now, before Zion Williamson came back after during his rookie year, Kendrick Nunn was like neck and neck with John Morant for rookie of the year. And I think Nunn may have gotten hurt, if I'm not mistaken. Then Last season, I don't know what was going on with him and the coaching staff. Maybe he fell out of favor with with Spo. But uh, he was an overachiever his rookie year. And I think L.A. was a – for him, it was like, I'm going to try to get me a ring early. Go join a team that you, you know, got a shot at winning the championship with. Legit shot. And he only signed for $10 million. And he in California, so them state taxes is a motherfucker. State taxes, and I don't know if he if he is on agent or what, but that ten mil probably turned to six <laughs> to five real quick. You know what I'm saying? Real quick, like they claim he turned down some major deals for that. So we gonna see. But the Lakers, man, they 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 doing what they need to do. They shoring up the roster. They re-sign Horton. They got rid of Kuzma and Trez. The thing with Trez, he opted in. Of course, he got traded after the opt-in. I, I don't know what happened there as far as coaching goes and him and Vogel. Vogel didn't play him much in the playoffs. It just, I don't know. It, it looked bad. It ended bad. I'm happy for Kyle Kuzma. He's going to go to Washington. He's going to cut up. He's going to cut up, man. Just watch him now. If he healthy, watch what he do. Just he fucked up in the playoffs a few times. He was missing layups. You know, that goofy shit. I know he was messing with one of them uh, Kardashian sisters at one point. So was Ben Simmons. So maybe that's what the fuck is wrong with him. Don't know. But they need to figure this shit out. But Kuzma going to cut up. Um, What other signings? feel like I'm missing something. I know who didn't do shit who I'm just waiting to see if they going to do anything, my Portland Trailblazers. And I say my with an asterisk because I like Chauncey Billups. I do. I think he's the right man for the job. I think if we had Chauncey Billups this past season, we beat the Nuggets. I really do. I know Dame don't agree, and Dame say, you know, it can't just be the coach. But I'm telling you, it was the coach. 
situational basketball, man. You got to know situations. Got to know your personnel. Now, Neil O'Shea ain't making it no better because I looked at our roster for the summer league, and we got some cagey vets like Michael Beasley and Kenneth Fareed. No disrespect. Fareed might make the roster. He might make the roster. And I like the signing of uh, Trent Wofford from LSU. I watched him in the, in the tournament and late in the, in, in the uh, college basketball season. He got game. But if you want Damian Lillard not to request a trade, you do all the fuck you can to get somebody that he wants. See, the Norman Powell and Gary Trent trade never made sense to me. And this is why. Because you had to re-sign Norman Powell for four years and $90 million. And Gary Trent re-signed for three years and $54 million in Toronto. That's all I'm saying. The numbers, man. The numbers. He's younger. Trent Jr., that is. And he plays the same type of game. Yeah, Norman Powell got a ring, but he can thank Kawhi Leonard for that. He ain't no scrub, but you got to understand the numbers. Now you 90 mil in with him. Now you could probably trade him, but when? You gave up two first-round draft picks for Robert Covington. I'm sorry. I love that guy's game. Undrafted, Tennessee State University, grinded up. You know what I'm saying? Worked hard to get where he is. It is no disrespect. No disrespect. But goddamn, two first-round picks? Shit, man. <laughs> like, come on, brother. Come on, man. So you, you know, you gotta you gotta play right. You gotta make smart moves. You can't just be out here doing whatever the fuck you wanna do and not being conscious of the decisions you're making. And while we on basketball, shout out to Team USA winning the gold, because I was critical. Oh man, I I said, man, Team USA women and men. So, you know, shout out to them. And I I'm looking at I'm looking at all these moves, man. I'm just I don't understand how how you you are an NBA franchise that has a superstar and the 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 noise that you make is you decide to sign Tony Schnell. Huh? Tony Schnell? And Cody Zeller? Come on, man. Melo, Melo gone to the Lakers. We knew he was going to be gone. We gave him a shot. We accepted him. We gave him a chance to know, you know what I'm saying, what was going to happen. We gave him a chance to 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 play again. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> it's I'm over here befuddled. 
I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say that the 76ers are trying to get Damian Lillard more so than they're trying to trade Ben Simmons. Read a report about it. Don't understand it. Um, I'm I'm looking at stuff every day. You know, could you get him to Philly for Ben Simmons? Maybe. Maybe the Clippers, because Kawhi he re-signing with them. What you gonna do? Get him with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? How? Who they got? Make it make sense. Any trade that you do with Damian Lillard right now, it ain't gonna. It's just not gonna work. You know, C.J. McCollum, shout out to him. He's the new president of the NBA Players Association. That's great. You know, that's that's cool. But uh, we need to get rid of his ass. I'm sorry. I, I love him. I love the guy as a player, but it's, it's – what are you going to do in Portland? I'm over here confused. You see how I just asked that same question three or four times <laughs> – like, what are you going to do? You know what? I don't even care anymore. At this point, look, I done told all my partners, wherever Lillard go, I go. So, you know what I'm saying? My, one of my top two favorite players of all time, top three, Melo just signed with the Lakers. So, you know, hey, I ain't saying I'm a Laker fan or nothing. But, <laughs> but I want him to do well. Moving on to the NFL because, hey, like I opened up the show, they had the Hall of Fame, so you know they had a Hall of Fame game. Preseason football is back. Uh, NFL football is back. Fantasy football is back. Fights at training camp are back. I don't know who that was. That offensive lineman, I think his last name was Williams. They got into it and slammed Aaron Donald. But, hey, man, hats off to you. I respect the hell out of you. Thank you. Hell, the Giants was fighting each other. That's typical New York Giants, though. You got uh, the return of 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 uh, Jameis Winston saying ignorant shit at his press conferences. Hold on, let me find the audio for you. Tandems, uh, tandems in the league. Uh, the best back condoms, uh, tandems. In the league, right? Uh, with with, the, with, with Latavius and Alvin. I heard some Snickers, but I, excuse my language, right? This man here, he always he always good for for a funny outtake, man. Shout out to um, this ain't got shit to do with football, but I just want to give a shout out to Miss Allison Phoenix. She now has the most medals in Olympic track and field history for an American. Period. She broke Carl Lewis's record. She now has 11 medals. Shout out to her and everyone else in the Olympics. I didn't keep up with or watch the Olympics per se. Um, hell, first of all, it was hard as hell. I had Peacock and still didn't know when folks was, you know, on. USA did win the most Olympic gold. They had 39. China had 38. They brought home 113 total medals. 
second best total since 1984. Good that they can go do that somewhere and show unity somewhere, everywhere except for here. Uh, the NBA has announced rule changes, cracking down on non-basketball moves to draw fouls. What are the examples? The shooter launches or leans into defender at an abnormal angle. <laughs> the offensive player abruptly veers off his path sideways or backwards into a defender. The shooter kicks his leg up or to the side at an abnormal angle. The offensive player's arm hooks the defender, often in the process of attempting a shot in a non-basketball manner. Hey, it happens all the time. All the time. I've seen plenty of players do this throughout the years. Like, I didn't saw Jay, I think I saw James Harden get away with this like two or three times in one game. Like, sheesh. The arm hook. Like, bruh. Come on, G. What is you doing? What is you doing? Oh, side note. Um, what's the what's the kid's name? Uh, the hockey player. Kane. I almost called him Eddie Kane. But uh black guy, Kane. I forgot his first name. I don't even care to look it up right now. Just Google Kane and uh gambling accusations from his pregnant uh, estranged wife, who I think they filed for divorce from each other. I don't know if she filed or he filed. I can't remember. And he was in Europe with his ex. And she said, you know, his ex-wife or estranged wife or whatever said that he was a gambler. He was uh, throwing games. It was just bad, you know? Making a lot of noise right now. It was just bad. And I said, damn, see? You white women, man, they're going to fuck your money up. The black women just going to try to take it. <laughs> that's what that's what, that's what what my boy said. That's what one of my frat brothers said. He wasn't lying. We was all thinking it. We was all thinking it. Speaking of women and money and famous people, I read the other day that uh, Dr. Dre's 38-year-old daughter, was upset because she's supposedly homeless and living out of a rented SUV that costs thirty—I mean, $2,300 a week or a month. It doesn't matter. That's a lot of money. Um, and her four kids have been staying with friends periodically. And he stopped giving her money and paying bills after she made disparaging comments against him in the media about a year or so ago. And the Twitter world was split on this. How, I don't know, but, you know, social media, man. People are upset because, I mean, that's your daughter. You want her out on the streets? Now, also in this same article I read, it said that she hadn't seen him in 18 years. So I'm I'm not the best mathematician. Like, you know, I made it through Algebra 1 in college and Algebra 2, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so... I was stopped after that, but she's 38. She got four kids. He hadn't seen her in 18 years. So when the money stopped, it had been about 17 years. So 20 years old. Let's just say he hadn't seen her since she was 20 years old. But he was still 
providing for her financially. Huh. But then she went and said some dumb shit to the media, whether it was true or not. Because, see, people got to stop being romanticized with these celebrities and shit. Like, let's just keep it a buck. Like, let's just talk about it as is. He's feeding her. He's providing for her. And possibly her four children. I don't know how old the kids are, I didn't say. But if she was 20 years old the last time he seen her and she got four kids today, let's just say she started having them within that 17-year period of her not seeing them. So he hadn't met none of the grandkids, but he was still providing, providing for their mother. She bit the hand that fed her, and this is what happened. You cannot be mad at this man who already got a wife, ex-wife that's suing or finna get alimony a few hundred thousand a month, like, until she remarried or one of them died. Like, she's never getting married. <laughs> she's going to have her, Stedman, you know, Oprah, Stedman. She's going to have one of them, like a living boyfriend. He ain't going nowhere. He, he don't need to marry her. For what? She don't have one of them. But that's neither here nor there. He already dealing with that. Then you got this. And folks want to say he bogus. No, she bogus. Because if you a person who know that some other person, father, mother, auntie, uncle, friend, cousin, neighbor, coworker, whatever the fuck, is paying your bills and giving you money, and then somebody offered to pay you a few grand, to say some dumb shit, whether true or not, again. And you do it, and then they stop fucking with you? That's your fault. You the fool. And let me not even say somebody offered her to pay her some money. I'm just assuming, so let me not assume. You know what I'm saying? Let me not assume. But I would hope she didn't do the shit free. Because, again, this man is supposedly assisting you. This man is supposedly, you know, Helping you for all these years, even when he wasn't seeing you. At what point in those 17 years do you not get up off your ass and go get something? At any time in those 17 years, did she try to bring a motherfucker to the studio? Did she try to call and say, hey, Pop, hey, Dad, I got a friend who can sing. I got a friend who can rap. I got a friend who can do whatever, DJ. They produce. They write. Was she ever trying to contribute to the billion dollars that he got? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's his motherfucking money. Who are we to say what they got to do? That's his motherfucking money. I mean, shit now. At 30-something, when you going to realize, man, I got four kids and I need to do something. I can't depend on mom and daddy to do nothing for me. They didn't lay up and make them babies. You did. So guess what? It's your job. See, that's what's wrong with the black community. We didn't depend on grandmama and granddaddy for so long to do shit for us that we just get stuck on that. She ain't got a pot to piss in. That ain't Dre's fault. Hell, whatever he was giving her, why you wasn't saving it and working the job at the same time? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be smart 
you can't be no dumb motherfucker thinking you finna live off this nigga all these years and you finna go talk some shit about him and you gonna think that a motherfucker gonna give you some money? Father, fuck you. Like, the fuck out of here, man. Like, people, people got, people got shit twisted, man. Like, for real, people got shit real twisted out here. People really think that folks got to do something for them and folk got to do that. No, ain't nobody got to do a goddamn thing for you. So so get up off your ass and go get you some money. So I'm going to say, hey, I'm out. Y'all be easy. Go to btse365.com. Check out all the latest podcasts. You can get to the YouTube channel, Facebook page, IG, all of that. Like it, comment, share, tell a friend to tell a friend. I'm out this bitch. BTSE 365. <laughs> hey, Yonzo, turn up on the air. Pull up your shirt, baby, show me my titties. Come drive my boat, wanna see you get litty. Told her call off and I sent her a 50. Her real body bad, she know she can get it. Twitch on my pivot, she like how I'm dripping. Pull up my diaper, that boy looking shitty. Cruising the block, trying to flip up my digit. I'm straight out the mud, the hard away penny. I ain't talking football, sex in the field. First nigga play, first nigga getting killed. I don't ever put no trust in them, I'm for real. Came at her penis, but she kept on the heels. I'ma push the button, make the wheel go faster. Whipping on baby, she calling me master. I got on watching, ain't talking no plasma. Beat her out of breath, think she got asthma. Boy, got it bad, go, huh? Too much drip till I'm back or uh. Yeah, I was down, but I'm back or uh. Running through them features, got my cash up, uh. Yeah, pink and ring glitch, and she thinking I'm pimping. I got them wings, I'm breaking them chickens. How with the salt, boy, you see how I'm dripping. They pay for my words, they paying attention. Me and my nigga got plugs in the rip. Tell me what you need, I'm the plug in the tip. Pull up in that white thing, looking like milk. Strap in my pocket, got a ton on my hip. How you fall in love with the bitch? She a thot thot, running up a check. Niggas know I keep a big knife. Say you wanna play, tell a fuck, nigga, bad night. Pull up at the trap, I got three different trap spots. Pumping out gas like Exxon. Nigga, you a pussy with your tampon. She say you nerdy like Urkel, yeah. Boy, boy I got swag like Stefan. On my king shit like LeBron. All about my bread like a crouton. I'ma bust it down on the futon. Gotta give him brain like Neutron, yeah.